0: welcome to we are db i'm danielle joined as always by brenton
1: hi there bringing some energy
0: <laughs> thanks for joining us for our honorable mention this month as we take the opportunity to talk about a great film that just missed out on being on the imdb's list of the best movies of all time This month, rated at 7.3 on the Internet Movie Database by millions of film lovers from around the world, is Monster. Released in 2003, starring Charlize Theron and Christina Ritchie as the two leads, Monster is a non-fiction crime movie based on the life story of prostitute Aileen Wernos. The movie is written and directed by Patty Jenkins. Now this month we're very happy because we have some guests on for our Honorable Mention episode, welcoming Dasha German and Gabriela Casadinova from LA. You guys have been in the film scene together with, what, experience of just about 30 years between the two of you, which is really exciting.
2: Yeah, hey guys. It's yeah, it's tw- a- 26 to be precise. <laughs> <laughs> it's a pleasure okay. <laughs> being, wow. being on your segment. Thank you for having us. Thank you for having us, no guys. No
0: worries.
1: Because we've got two guests on this month for the Honorable Mention, and Danielle generally takes over the Honorable Mentions, I will be taking a bit of a back seat on this episode. Because I'm very interested to just sit back and listen to what you guys have to say.
0: Yep. So you reached out to us on Instagram um, to be on the podcast, which we really appreciate. It means a lot to us that, you know, we're making enough of an impact with our, you know, humble little podcast that people reach out to us to want to be on our show. So that means so much. Um, And we're really curious to hear about your experiences and, you know, the film industry and your experiences, not only directors and producers, but as actresses. Um, I think that's so cool and then we're going to use your experiences and you know your love of film to talk about the film that you suggested to us to watch which is Monster so without further ado let's get started
3: that's going to be amazing, guys. Uh, first of all, thank you for having us on the show. Uh, it's truly incredible and amazing how technologies of today's can uh, help people from different parts of the world just to connect and to uh, talk about and share what they love to do the most, which is film in our case. And we are right now living and working with Gabriela in L.A., but uh, originally we are both from Eastern Europe. So can you imagine like the travel that the sound, you know, had to make to, for us all to connect here.
2: Yeah.
3: Um, it's so it's cool. It's like, yeah, I just, I'm just i just loving, you know, living in this time of, of our lives, you know. It's just incredible when you can go out there and shoot a film, I don't know, with your phone. It's crazy what's going on in the film industry. Yeah,
1: yeah.
0: It's it's really fantastic. I, I feel that kind of sentiment myself whenever we have guests on because, yeah, it's like we through this platform, we get to Most meet such amazing people US, like yeah. you guys. Yeah, so it's really cool. Yeah, it's also amazing that
2: there's there are movies that connect us all on a certain level globally. I love that you guys yeah. are talking about Monster because, funny enough, uh, when Dasha was uh, giving me the pitch about the film and, you know, before we actually wrote the script... Uh, when she was giving me also a reference for the characters that I'm playing, uh, she gave me Monster to watch. And that was a huge influence in the way that she wrote the character and a big idea behind the motivation. So that movie by itself is genius. Patty Jenkins is amazing. The actors uh, in it are just superb. So it it was a huge inspiration. It was an inspiration. It was like it has a huge stamp on our uh, script and our idea. So this is an interesting coincidence.
0: Yeah, for sure. So tell us more about the movie that you guys are creating.
3: Uh, So we like to talk about Bed Trip as a road trip thriller, which tells the story of a woman, Sophia, who uh, goes on a trip with her husband. Uh, What she doesn't know is that her husband takes her on a trip with an intention of her not coming back home so Ah. he has a plan of Mm. uh, getting rid of her and uh you know he has somebody helping him to get rid of her and split the insurance money
0: Mm. okay
3: yeah this is like uh you know on the surface yeah i don't want to give away too much but
0: yeah. no, for sure. Yeah,
3: but as a, as a strong female character, she has to find that inner strength to revert the situation in her favor. And I think that Gabriella uh, already worked on her character a little bit so she can share, you know, uh, more things about her character.
2: Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, it's, a, it's an interesting thing when you get to play multi-layered characters. Of course, everyone uh always wants you know the actor's dream is to play a complex character and someone who yeah. is you know multi-layered and so human in many ways you know no one wants to be typecast uh so to speak which this mm-hmm. in, by itself is it's interesting because in a way it is typecasting because i am eastern european and we actually banked on that we Based the character on that and on how uh, our culture is viewed, not by all, but, you know, this is kind of like a more traditional view of it just to address some human tendencies, like, you know, uh, the tendency to abuse those who appear weaker and but before Mm -hmm. you know it i just i mean i just saw joker the other night finally and that was very much a topic in it too you know you never know when that person is going to be pushed to the limit when they're going to snap like you never know what's going to to happen but it's safe to say that if you abuse someone something bad is going to come out of it you know out of the person Mm -hmm. out of the situation so this is the very situation with this character is you know you can you can push someone uh, you can continue to, to, to try and to, uh, to nudge them. And some people love doing that and love playing with fire because they think they've got all the power. And essentially, this is what happens with, um, Sophia. I mean, she's got a, a limit as well, as much as she tries to appease her husband and be the wife that, she thinks he needs you know as much as he tries to adhere to the western standard and really forsake her culture and become everything that she should in order to be a good western wife there is a human limit that you get to as well so it's an interesting thing to explore not only like the cultural limit and how the two cultures come together but just on a very basic human level how. so how ba- basically
3: she is uh, i'm gonna a le- little bit comment on that is basically she is torn between uh who she really is and uh, the image that her husband has of her she you know uh, <clears throat> she tries to do everything to fit that image but at the same time she cannot keep lying to herself you know just trying to be somebody else and uh this movie is a great opportunity for um you know for us as, as filmmakers to finally play something who you know who we are as opposed to like mm-hmm. let's say uh in in other movies and castings, you have to, I don't know, play, um, you know, uh, an American woman or a Japanese woman Mm. or like, and you have to kind of, um, I only say that because I doubled Scarlett Johansson who was playing um, a Japanese character. Oh, in Ghost in the Shell. Yes, so basically she was cast uh, as a Caucasian woman to play a Japanese character. So (laughs) So, uh, that happens a lot. So, you know, when you get Viga Mortensen to play uh, Italian character, right? So this is when, Mm -hmm. you know, when there's a huge question because uh, we specifically wrote and created this movie for us to play who we are, you know? We are two Eastern European women and and we wrote a film about two Eastern European women. Yeah,
1: that must be a lot more (laughs) fun and liberating.
3: Yes, it is.
1: Would you say that it has more of an Eastern European film feel or is it it more American or kind of a blend of the two?
3: Oh, it's absolutely not. It it is such an American, you know, Western Tarantino-ish inspired road trip. (laughs) Tarantino-ish?
1: Yes.
2: Mm -hmm.
1: It's kind of interesting you say that because he actually did a bit of a road trip thriller with uh, Death Proof. Is that specifically what you're inspired by or just sort of his general aesthetic and approach to film?
2: I think it's his general aesthetic that we're mostly yeah. driven by. Yeah, we weren't uh, using anything specific as a reference. I mean, we, I guess, we were very inspired uh, by his latest "Once Upon a Time in Hollywood" in terms of the, uh, the, the yep. let's say the color gradient. We really not just that, but the overall feel of for the feel of the film in the sense of how. The tense, the, in, you know, the intention of the film and, and also the tension of what was going on where there is a certain way that West, like films that are based in a certain, you know, a certain plot based in California. There's a certain way that it plays out for some reason. I mean, there's like a few other films that kind of have that strange feel. Um, we've all seen. <clears throat> of Desperation. <laughs> it's an interesting yeah. feel of like, it's like, um, I don't know how to explain it. It's like, it's, it's, there's some sort of like. It's Californication. <laughs> it's, it's like a vast feeling of like emptiness but then there's something lurking there it's 10 it's like there's big spaces but there's also the air is very thick like there's that middle ground of of some something haunting in the air and that's what we were very much um leaning towards and very inspired by because it's unspoken it's unsaid you don't have to act it as long as you direct it the right way people can just the audience can just Mm. feel it
0: yeah, it's like the ex- expectancy for danger or something like that, right? Mm-hmm. That's so interesting because I can't think of a specific example in my head, yet with all of that description, I know exactly what you're talking <laughs> oh about. Oh, my God. Like, I can, yeah. <laughs> you guys, should check, feel you guys like, should check our
3: teaser trailer on our Instagram page, you know. We specifically shot it, you know, for people to kind of have a vibe. And the funny thing is I showed to one of my friends, he watched it without sound, and he said, like, even even without dialogues, I specifically know how this film would feel and look like. So yeah, good as that.
0: Through doing this podcast, because our whole kind of shtick was that I don't know a lot about just movies in general and I wasn't huge into popular culture. Like there were things that were huge pop culture phenomena that I hadn't seen before doing. Yeah, this, this is like your
1: introduction to some yeah. really big ones. Yeah.
0: And then Brenton has seen a lot and knows a lot about, you know, production companies and directors and specific actors and how they're generally cast and things like that. So to go through this process of making this podcast, I have learned so much about just how directorial choices can influence things like that, which, you know, on a surface level as, let's say, somebody who just goes to the movies once a month and you see, you know, the big box office features I never would have picked up on those cues but again like I know what you're talking about it's the use of lighting it's the use of color grading it's the use of camera angles yeah like it's just giving me such an appreciation because let's say a year ago you wouldn't have enjoyed talking to me I wouldn't have been able to pick up (laughs) what you were talking about you know
2: thank you for saying that yeah we
3: want to make a a movie an experience we want to take you guys on a journey and like you know have have you guys in the back seat and and have you to go through everything's gonna happen together we want you to physically be there that's why you know the visual and you know audio uh, perception of the film is so important
2: yeah, and I'm so glad that it resonates with you because I think it is exactly, that's exactly the reason why we're making it that way. I mean, I think it's such a visceral human sensation that there's, there's mm-hmm. so many unwritten and un- unsaid things that are within us that that's just how we're born. Like we have like a full palette of color as human beings that no one ever doesn't have something. I think we all have every single facet of being human. It's just some things are not tapped into until a certain experience. Until so, it's challenged. Yeah, and it's uh, I just think that with a film like that when you see something of that color grade that, you know, that tense music there's you know, there's always, always that razor sharp tune somewhere or something in a distance that echoes like there's a part of your brain that's like wow, I feel like I've been there even though I haven't you feel like you've been. Mm-hmm. So that's exactly mm-hmm. the, that's what we love about Tarantino you know, that's what we love about um, filmmakers that really ride that edge, I guess, of, of this tension. And uh, because that's, I think, a movie uh, tone should vary, a film tone should very closely relate to the story, of course. And I mean, I think mm-hmm. the the way that it looks and it sounds is like that, the, like sound and picture are actors as well, is how I like to think. Mm. Yeah, they have their separate parts. Mm hmm.
0: That's a really interesting way of looking at it that I'd never really thought of before, but you're absolutely right.
2: Well, I'm glad. I'm glad we're we're I mean honestly this is a great conversation because we're reaching like everyone is adding their idea to it and I think we're kind of really mm. scratching the surface of something that's so grand.
3: And we're so happy that uh, <clears throat> we live in a time when female filmmakers are finally st- starting out and starting to have their opportunities, you know, to go there and uh, shoot their stories and tell their stories and like to finally tell the world that we have a lot of, you know, creation in us and, you know, the desire to tell stories and you know, funny Absolutely. enough, all those stories uh, shot by females. Uh, I just recently um, saw a new movie directed by Greta Gerwig, the one that she directed *Lady Bird*. It's called *Little Women*. It's a it's oh, yeah. a period mm-hmm. piece. It has Meryl Streep. Uh, s- it's
1: got a great cast. Yes, yeah, I've seen
3: the trailer. Saoirse Ronan, Timothée Chalamet, Laura Dern, you know, etc. All those great guys. You know, oh Emma, Emma. Watson and all those guys speak with different accents they all come from you know all over different parts of the world but yet you know they're playing members of the family which is like just incredible to watch because you know this story is told through female eyes and uh you know we're so happy and so grateful to join this amazing you know uh, number of women who are you know absolutely fearlessly going out there and just creating their own art
0: it is really empowering isn't it as a woman to become part of this collective of other women it's like you have this this strange surreal connection i find when you're looking at creatives who are doing you know their amazing work and in, in, i don't know it makes me like proud of my gender i don't mm-hmm. know i don't want to like turn this into like a political thing but yeah i feel we where you're can
2: from. i mean I think it's a great <laughs> not i mean i think it's a very um beautiful thing to to see how each gender can bring something because i've always been a true believer in the fact that each gender has their point in the world, you know, and I, I don't, I've never oh, yeah. been. Yeah. And it's, I think it's a beautiful thing to see what uh, a woman's touch can bring. I mean, there's even like a study about like what a woman brings in the workspace and how we see things differently. And I think that when men and women join hands together, uh, then you get the full product, so to speak, you know, of course, female Absolutely. driven, female, female driven um, stories or direct stories are great. Um, but I think, when it's only one, uh, you know, one faction, something is going to go to an extreme. That's why I think this is—it's a beautiful way to, uh, to for women to be given a spotlight. But we all know that every, like the people that will be on set, everyone will be. Like guided by that vision that, uh, that female driven mm. vision, but everyone will be hands on helping. And I think that's the beauty of it. It's like we're all aiding each other's movement, so to speak, because there's a lot of men that support it too. And that's a wonderful thing to see too. You know, it's very, I think it's very empowering Absolutely. to see how a man wants to see a woman succeed too. So it's, it's great. I think it's a great symbiosis and like it's kind of like a yin and yang. And like it just, it just continues to flow and uh, hopefully like nothing. Neither, neither ever overpowers the other one because that's when we have a problem.
0: I'm just feeling like I'm seeing all this beautiful imagery in my head about balance. And like it's <laughs>
2: so great. <laughs> that's so amazing. I'm, you're like I think yeah, we're made from the same cloth. There is that,
3: <laughs> that time, uh you know, in history when even the studios, are slowly started to believe that a woman, you know a uh, character, like a superhero, a female superhero, I can actually carry the film. It's like, I think that mm-hmm. the trailblazer was probably Wonder Woman, you know, mm-hmm. who made like mm-hmm. such a huge box, box office all, 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 all over the world. People just loved, you know, uh, following her, you know, adventures and just, you know, sharing her, her story and like, because, because she was incredible. And that movie actually proved that you know, a strong female character can actually, you know, carry the whole film and make, you know, huge box office, and that, you know, happened to Captain Marvel as well.
1: Mm. Yeah, I didn't even think about that one. I was just going to say, as someone who isn't in the film industry, and I am obviously male um I, i'm not looking for these things but it is noticeable mm-hmm. that even in the last five years there's really been a resurgence of women filmmakers and it's people like greta gerwig and and patty jenkins mm-hmm. um kathy yann is doing the new birds of prey which is also a you know very female-led sort of uh, mm-hmm. role as well but these things i think olivia wilde even did Booksmart. um yeah. there's, there's big resurgence like v- becoming very popular And i think patty jenkins is one of the ones that's really leading it with the new Wonder Woman movies Absolutely, and I'm glad you guys yes. picked Monster for this for this honorable mention. Um, yeah. I was even looking over the epi- like the movies that we've covered on the show and only one of them has been directed by a female and that was City of God but and she was a she was a co-director with, with Katia Lund. Um, I was looking over the the top 100 or the top 250 and very few of them are, like, maybe two or three in the whole 250, and that's kind of a shame. And I'm I'm glad that there's a resurgence.
3: Yeah, and because that was not even a thing back then to for a woman to direct a film. Nobody even, like, considered that. There. Yeah.
1: It's interesting for something like Little Women, I don't think that, I don't know, a man could do as well of a job on that subject matter. There's particular topics that, like, even smart, it's very female-centric sort of thing, and I don't know if you'd be able to get such a deep dive. I don't know. I feel like women will be able to bring something to that sort of subject right. matter.
2: I have a uh, an acting teacher that actually said something about that, how, um men and there again power there's power on both sides and I think we're made different for a reason um men you know there's more logic and analytics and more reason behind it so everything is performed uh very it's done very well very strategically it's uh put together technically amazing and then and that's like you know the strong male side and then the absolute female side is a lot of instinct and emotion and uh there, he was actually saying something about how uh it's hard for a woman to direct, for example, to direct a man because women always think one step ahead because we're always about that instinct, that emotion, that whatever is coming, whereas the mm. man is like, no, I want to make sure I get this right in this specific moment here. So it's... Um, you know, it's a different uh, situation when a woman is directing a woman as well. Uh, of course, all mm. of that is happening. You know, females direct males, and males direct females. Of course, like it, it, great work happens. But it was an interesting way to to look at it. That when a female is directing another female, they're kind of on the same page because they both are uh, because it, of our kind, because again, of who and we she are. We're we,
3: to tap. You know which place to take Yeah, we we know certain emotions exactly, out of the exactly, yeah. and that's
2: the that's the the beauty of it, I think. And I think there's uh, full respect to that. You know, it's like if we if if we have a certain strong suit, might as well use it. And you know, if Patty Jenkins is amazing, clearly she's incredible at directing females. She has incredible films because of that. Um Hey, let's use that. Let's utilize that. Uh, so, and Dasha, yeah. when we shot the teaser, uh, just shooting the teaser itself, it was just very fun to, and it was just great to, to work with her and, to get direction from her because I was very curious you know she's also an actress but I was curious I was looking forward to to seeing how we work together uh, with her as a director and me as an actor and it was very easy you know she would have to tweak one thing or tell me give me this one prompt and everything would turn and change so it's an interesting game too like just finding out how we play
1: have you guys worked together much before?
2: Uh, we've only worked together twice before we met on a set uh, for a commercial we kind of clicked there we kept in touch and then we worked on another film where we actually got to act together and that's when we immediately felt the connection that we had and how just kind of unspoken it was and we just wanted to continue exploring that
0: That's cool, that's really cool
2: It's also great uh, as a director once you have a
3: story to see how those characters that you put on the paper are actually turning into real people and the problems that and words for, for characters that you put on the paper actually becoming the problems of those people people in the scene. This feeling is in- incomparable with anything, probably, in the world. Because, like, what once was a dream is in front of your eyes right now is becoming a reality.
1: Yeah.
0: It must be so surreal. It is. Yeah. Immediately what's being coming to my head is, Brenton, you said you saw an interview or something with John Green because Looking for Alaska just came out and you said um, the actress who's playing her... He said she was like absolutely exactly what he was picturing mm. in his head. Wow.
1: Yeah, because that was a character that he wrote back in 2005. That was his first book. And he was yeah. sitting next to the actress, dressing exactly like this this person that he wrote and he's had such emotional connection with and down to her, her fingernail polish. And he's like, this is quite emotional for me. Mm-hmm. So I can imagine it must be surreal just how like, thinking up these characters and writing them and, and their motives and then seeing it in film and seeing it played out. It must be really quite yeah, surreal. Yeah,
2: I think it's... Um, because I also write and direct um, whenever, you know, you you create something and this human experience comes out of your soul, how you feel it, how you see it, because everything does come out from a true place, a real place, you know, otherwise we wouldn't want to create. Um, it's an interesting thing to see it, like you said, played out and someone else is living in that situation. And if they connect to it, then it's almost, um, you start to, you don't even, it's not even a feeling of, you know, self accomplishment or you know you're feeling amazing about who you are i think at that moment you just feel grateful that you are able to um reciprocate and prolong that human experience and create something of its own that someone else was able to tap into like you literally became a channel for what the human experience is and i think that's the beauty of of the true creator never wants to take credit for it they just want to put it out there so they can spread truth uh, yeah
3: is they say in russian uh theater academy they say like you have to provide your body which is an instrument for a character to step in and take over and uh also um uh, interesting thing about writing this movie was you know when you're writing the film for actors who you already know going to be playing the parts, it becomes such a different uh, animal than uh just to write the movie first and then try to cast you know right actors who will probably be be right for the characters you know it's absolutely two different experiences because when you write you're already imagining those people you know actually like in your head playing those roles and saying those words so it's easy for you to uh, you know to to make a perfect product because everything is happening in your head as you as you write
0: I'm just I'm sitting here and I'm just like this is probably one of the deepest conversations. Oh, we're
3: so we've sorry. We, we don't want to like be boring. It's or good. It's no, interesting I'm so <laughs> these things. I'm and so think happy. About it. You yeah. should ask
2: us about LA it's... and and like fun stuff. <laughs> no, this is a great thing. <laughs> it's actually at first I felt a little bad. I was like, "Oh man, there's like a silence, but no, if this silence means thinking, great."
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, lot. it's just like I'm just like, "Wow." Cuz again, I, I really feel like I'm connecting with what you're saying. And it's just, it must just be amazing to just, you know, sit there and realize that this is what you get to do every day and what you've done and that it's so cool.
2: Thank you. Well, I'm just I mean, this is it's I'm I'm glad I will I think what I'll say is that it's kind of what I in the lieu of what I just said is that, of course, we're super grateful to hear that. but, But we're just happy to be Connecting with something that's this universal human experience. So I'm just happy that we're all connecting on the same plane here and we're playing in the same playground in a way. And I don't know. I mean, I think it's uh, when it's such a passion and when it's something that you hold dearly so much and when you, when you really love what you're doing. I'm sure everyone who's ever had a passion, you know, you find that it's not the easiest thing to follow it always. It's not the easiest thing to, uh, you're not always on For fire sure. 100% of the time. Sometimes it's going to hurt physically. Sometimes it's going to be tiring. Sometimes you're going to want to give up. Oh, most of the time. Most of the time, tiring, actually, yeah. exactly. So, and that's exactly what we've, that's a part of the process too. I think that's really, is what it defines that passion. When you, you have to, I was talking to someone recently about it, how so many people, you know, they always say they come with stars in their eyes to LA or whatever it is you know whatever it is you're doing people come with such um such a vibe and and such motivation and everyone just wants to make it right now and I get it you know it's from that excitement to plunge right into it but there is something about the battle um scarred veteran that is humbly just doing their job and they're doing it so well that really kind of makes you listen and makes you just look up at them and then, and then learn from that and try to, to do that work. And I think, um, and I speak here for myself. I mean, I think Dasha would agree, uh, just being here, the longer you're here, the longer you're overall in that industry or the longer you're pursuing your dream, the more you realize how much of a, um labor of love it is and every single element has to mm-hmm. be carved out so carefully as well and you know sure passion drives us but at yeah the same passion time-
3: was uh you know the, the initial um the initial reason for us to do this but actually we uh start to think about bed trip about I would say three, four months ago, and we're still in pre-production because, like, and we're working it every single day, honestly, and this is how much work yeah. it takes you know, for yeah. a movie to even to get into the
2: production phase. And I'm not kidding you guys. And that's what I was going to say is that passion drives us, but craft is the one thing that makes it happen and makes it good because we all, and that's what I'm, that's why I said that we are all born with, uh, with the, um, the ability to be creative and to see amazing things. Like I think everyone, that's what they say is that the, the richest place on earth is the graveyard because of so many people that haven't realized their dreams or potential. And I think it's because it is hard. It is hard hard because we all, I mean, every single human being, I don't think there is a single human being who's not capable of being incredible. Um, I think the difference, the main difference is who is willing to go through that hard work that's very tiresome sometimes. Um, many times. <laughs> many times, yeah. But that's and, but that, that's what makes it so beautiful. And I think once you develop that discipline and you realize you just know that it's going to be hard by default, uh, it makes it so much more gratifying and so much sweeter when you really have that final product. And I mean, when you think about it, who, if you're like baking a cake, let's say you you just bought it from the store, you open and put it on the table. It doesn't feel the same as actually making the whole thing from scratch. That takes you like three or four hours. Mm. It's not the same. Yeah, it's a
3: process. And I think
2: it's like pain is just such, I, I don't want to sound like so deep and dramatic, but like pain in general, whether it's physical pain, emotional, you know, pain in terms of having to be patient. I think it's such a part of um, the process of uh, humanity. Like it's just, it's programmed into us that just doing, paying your dues is just so important. And that's because
3: pain is uh, something uh, you need to overcome to become stronger.
2: Yeah. Yeah. if, If we
3: look at it this way.
2: Exactly. And with this a film. It's the same thing. Every single thing we've done, you know, it's it's been so far, and I'm sure it's gonna be. This is we're kind of like a twenty percent. There's eighty more percent to go, and so it's yeah. Done. I would say
3: nine, ninety more percent to go, even even. And yeah. and the reason I actually reached out to you guys was because um, we wanted to talk about the process of making a film. You know, by somebody who has to learn for every single stage of, you know, making this film. And this is what we're mm-hmm. so eager to share. And we're so eager to connect with, you know, our audience and, you know, with people who are interested in, you know, in filmmaking being female or just being male it doesn't matter so much. So they can like uh, actually follow us in our process on, on our uh social media pages uh, you know on twitter at feelrealfilms on instagram at feelrealfilms or on facebook under the same handle or even our personal uh, account uh, for gabriella and and myself because this is where we take our process of creation you know out to the world to share how we're you know doing it because you know if we need to put together let's say a crowdfunding campaign something we, we what we were working on right now you know for our movie to to get finance and to put it on its feet we don't know how to do this but you know we found the courage we found time and we found strength to learn about it and, and to study and to become pros and and to to just do this because it's a part of the journey and we're like you know, ready and willing to uh, share how we did it, you know, and everything that we learned along the way with the people who just step in on this ground.
0: Mm. Everything I'm hearing you say, like, and you can chime in on this, Brenton. I think they would get along really well with Mike. What do you think, Yeah, you yeah it's interesting <laughs>
1: because we, we had Mike Petchy on Who Does a Film Podcast um, in Love with the Process. And he oh. basically talks about the behind the scenes of the filmmaking process. Uh, and shows you behind the curtain as to what is the real life nice. and stuff. And he actually made that exact same analogy that you made with the cake, but he said cheeseburgers. <laughs> um, it's not the same as, like, making a, a cheeseburger for someone yeah. as if they just want to go get McDonald's or something, you know. Um, and he made that very similar uh, comparison. Mm-hmm. I am I really like that you guys are so out there on social media and talking to people about the process just to show them this is what we're actually doing at each stage and keeping them informed. Um, it's really yeah. awesome.
0: Well, and a thing too that I've really noticed, I have a lot of friends who are creatives. And so I grew up in rural Canada, mm-hmm. um, really small town. And really unfortunately, when you're in a small rural place like that, people don't have an appreciation for the arts like they do in urban settings. So if anyone had ever wanted to be, you know, a musician, a filmmaker, acting, a painter, things like that, it was like, well, how are you going to get a job with that? Uh You know, so I like, I like talking with people who you actively, you go out and you do this and it's your passion and you love it. And you're surviving and thriving doing it because it's showing that it's, it's not just this airy fairy out there unattainable life. To have you're actually living it and doing it so
3: we're not we're not at the thriving stage yet <laughs> yeah <laughs> we're gonna get there so we invite you guys to join us you know on our thriving thriving phase that's for sure you guys are invited you know we, we'll we'll, oh, we'll make Thanks. we'll make the cake. <laughs> and also you know uh w- when we uh, finish the movie we're gonna definitely have like a uh, you know a premiere here in la and the record and everything so if you guys are here you're guys are totally you know invited Mm -hmm. to share that with us because it's also it's also a part of the movie making so each movie you know even like in my life at least it's like a you you know you 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 having a new baby every single project you put Mm. you know out there into the world is is another baby you Mm. know it has like a pre-production production production, -production, post-production and then like post baby syndrome when you just yeah. sit you know <laughs> in, in say, the you room have the, the labor of love yeah. Right. yeah you sit alone in the room you you, you, you know you let it go live yeah. its own life in the world you're so empty and you're like okay you know what i'm
2: gonna do now it's out what yeah what's yeah. next have another know? one yeah <laughs> um, well so i love what you said yeah it's uh it really um it seems so unattainable because i think you know the the more precious something is and the more people want it the the more um alluring it looks let's say because you know everyone's like oh the movie life you know entertainment life um it's crazy how this is what i've noticed it's the hardest one of the hardest professions to attain and have success in and yet people think it's one of the professions that they need to do the least in that's what they think Yeah. It's crazy. I, I thought that way too. I'm like, oh, I just gotta act. Okay. Well, oh my gosh, how much harder it is than that, you know? And it's, it's and the number of rejections, uh, you know, being in creative industry that you face
3: every day in your life is nothing close, you know, in, like, different professions as, 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 as an acting director and producing. I mean, you have to grow yeah. such a thick skin, yeah. you know, in terms of, like, uh, hearing no every single day, like, 20, 30 times. And you have to just, you know, move on and know if you believe in your project and if you yeah. really want to do that. You just have to find that one yes.
2: And it's such a part of the yeah. process, um to accept those rejections, to to understand that that's a part of it, that's part of your growth. Like, for example, I, I just had an audition. I have another one after this podcast. I don't know if I'm going to get them, but it's a part of my job. It's a part of my job to go on my time, on my dime, for free, to go and take the time to study those lines. And even if, if I'm told no... Um, I just carry on and I, I take what I learned from that and it's uh, but the most important thing is to keep showing up and keep doing it and even yeah. Bill Hader whom I love he's such a great actor he said something mm-hmm. about um, just putting out content no matter whether it's bad mediocre or good just keep putting it out there keep creating because only through creating and practice you actually get better and eventually yeah, it's all practice it all, it all, Yeah, absolutely it is all practice I used to have a I had a time in my acting which was very recent Recent actually, a time when I literally was, I was researching talent versus hard work. And I was convinced for a second there, the bad voices in my head were telling me that if I don't have pure talent, then no matter how hard I work, I'll never be able to be incredible. And but it's I don't think it's true. Of course, talent helps a lot it still requires work. But I think hard work is literally that that is it that is the process that is the way to success it's all that hard work because everyone as long as you're human i believe you're naturally talented to be able to act as long as you can experience human emotions and you don't sit as a cold as a stone during a funeral then you can be an actor you know you just it's all about Mm -hmm. honing it and uh it's just it's very beautiful to see then those career that becoming become a career after a certain amount of time and a little bit of suffering, a little bit of sickening your skin to the point where. You go into the audition, you leave the room and then you're like, oh, I don't care what happens. I just did my job and I did it well. And that's I feel like at that point, then you know that, all right, I am really I'm doing my job as, as it's supposed to be. And whether I get a chance or not, that will be determined. But I, you know, just like Newton's law, every single action has, a, you know, a reaction of the same strength so the more work you put in the bigger your chance gets um that you will mm. make it you will be you no know, and by making it i think everyone kind of has this concept this concept of making it means you're, you become a multi-million dollar star i don't think so and I, that was that's what i was afraid of for the longest time i was like wow do i have to be in order to make it do i have to be as famous as all the a-listers i think making it just means working regularly and doing <laughs> what you love and And getting paid for it (laughs) and getting paid for it and being able to live your
3: life getting
1: paid for doing what you love i think that's making it it it,
2: that's it a lot of hollywood
3: actors you know like when they interview them and said they go like oh my god uh, oh my god guys i'm so happy to
2: to be doing what i love the most and Getting for This is just incredible. Yeah, it's just yeah. yeah and yeah. whether you become famous or not, that's out of your hands. You know, whether it, fame should come if someone notices you. Fame should, really not like purpose, should not be the
3: purpose of any art creation yeah, exactly right. because, like, Ever. then if you're doing this, you're doing this for 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 wrong reasons. Mm-hmm. Yep. Absolutely, mm-hmm. absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. So it's um, as as they say in Russian theater school. They say, if you cannot act, please don't act. <laughs> 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 so they say they say they say you, you know you should only act when you cannot to act <laughs> mm-hmm. if you cannot act please don't
2: yeah yeah It's you just develop a stamina it's for certain people but It is fun. It's it's amazing to connect with the world that way. I've had a lot of conversations with my dad, who is a surgeon, and I have felt very humbled by that because he saves lives every day. And 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 um, you just act. And well, the thing is, and he made the comparison. He said, you know, I may be a surgeon of the human body, but you guys are surgeons of the heart and the soul. And I was like, oh, "Oh my gosh, that hit me so hard. Oh, Oh my God. It puts so much pressure on me right now to make a good movie. (laughs) But it's so beautiful because as long as you think that, then I think the art... you you open a more, uh, a better channel for the art to flow through you. As long as you know that you're trying to inspire others and you're trying to really connect with another human being, I think that's when you actually let go of the pressure and you let go of that that feeling of, I have to appease this executive or that executive or what are they going to think about this uh, light here, you know? I mean, of course, everything will be done properly, but you start to think more about what's this movie actually going to be or what, what's this message so
3: yeah because it stays forever out mm. there
2: that's true yeah mm.
3: the art stays forever
2: which is also there is a part of the pressure there for sure <laughs> because of that but i mean i think when it's when it comes from the heart people know it and feel it Absolutely.
0: I,
3: I I promise you guys, so we're going to submit that trip to quite a few Australian film festivals. Ah. So you guys should tell us, you know, yeah. what city I'm at. So I'm, I'm going to be sure to, you know, to make sure it's going to be there so you guys can watch it maybe in the festival.
2: Yeah,
1: that's a great
0: idea. Well, oh, sure, yeah. If they want to pay for our tickets, that's fine too. <laughs> we'll come. <laughs> Brenton, didn't, didn't Biff just finish?
1: I'm not sure about the, the film festivals.
0: We're in Brisbane, so that's the Brisbane International Film Festival. You can also submit it to TIFF, which is the Toronto International Mm. Film
1: Festival. I think we will.
3: (laughs) I I think to TIFF we're going to submit. Actually, we're uh, shooting that trip as a proof of concept for the feature film. So as soon as that one is, you know, uh, completed, we're going to definitely submit it to the major film festivals.
0: Awesome.
1: Exciting.
3: Yes. So exciting for you. Thank you. you. Thank you, guys. Thank you thank you for this For this genuine support and this genuine uh, desire to try
2: to see the story, you know, with our eyes. Mm -hmm. You know, it it really means a lot. Yeah, I know. That's what I was going to say.
0: Absolutely. I
2: think it's a beautiful thing to be able to connect with, like you were saying in the beginning, with um, uh, artists from all over the world. And I love, for example, I love Canadian and Australian movies and your actors. Just amazing. There's something very visceral, something very honest that... I mean, that's why they all come to America. America's like harvesting American, yeah. um, uh, Canadian and Australian um, actors and directors. I recently, I just cannot wait to see this one movie. It's an Australian film called Danger Close, by directed by Chris Sanders. And um, that movie is about the Anzac soldiers and... Um, during the mm-hmm. Vietnam War. And I just know that that movie in itself got a lot of buzz because of not just the topic, but also, I mean, just the way that it's communicated throughout the world. I think when when the world has a certain amount of respect for a certain topic, and when it's presented in an interesting way, everyone wants to listen, no matter the uh, you know the, the creed or the nationality. And that's, I think, the hope. And that's why, I mean, just the fact that we're talking, like Dasha was saying, the fact that you're giving us this support and you're letting us talk about this here, and share it, Um, it's just awesome that we're able to all connect um, on this level, even though the movie is like, it kind of has a western feel, so to speak, there are human Mm. qualities in Mm. it, you know, and that's the main part, and we made it western on purpose, because we are Eastern European, but there is a certain, um, it's almost like a sarcasm in making it western, Uh, and by by Uh. no means are we mocking the western world, it's just an interesting way to see how both combine, how they clash, how they work together, so... I think it's just a bunch of a lot of things. <laughs> <laughs> that, um, yeah, let's put it this way. That we're just trying to make it very human um, and just fun to watch.
1: Cool. I was just wondering, uh, do you guys want to talk about Monster? I'm quite interested just listening to you guys. <laughs> <laughs> we don't mind talking about Monster. Sure. Yeah. I
3: think I think you're the one who just watched it recently. So, yeah, if you have uh, questions about Monster.
1: Yeah, we hadn't seen it before. Oh, mm-hmm. okay.
0: Okay. Uh, what, what do you guys think of it? I quite liked it, um, and again, talking about visceral experiences and, you know, communicating the human condition and just feelings of humanity, this struck notes that I didn't think it was going to, um, and I get quite emotionally affected by movies, like, if you listen back to some of our previous episodes, like, you'll see that, um, but I quite liked the this one and i think for a lot of the reasons that we were just talking about
3: yeah that's the i just want to say that that's the thing with uh you know very quality you know very high level filmmaking so when Mm -hmm. when the film is made uh by brilliant directors actors you know that the whole team uh and the story is brilliant even the character who's doing bad things you know is justified in the eyes of, of the audience, because if we talk about Joker or even Monster, you know those are characters doing pretty bad things, but they're so well written and so well crafted and so well acted, you know, out that uh, you actually understand all those reasons and you know all those um, you know uh, all those things that made them doing those bad things. And uh, the same thing in Bad Trip, uh, you know, our main character, she's a very, very nice woman, but, you know, she ends up doing a lot of things which, you know, are not very nice. And the we're trying to um, explain why why she's doing doing all those things and uh, just to go on her journey and, and to kind of, you know, feel what she feels and, you know, and justify her actions, and that's the same thing that happens in in monster as well she mm. she is a you know not 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 so well woman who does crazy things but we understand why she she, she does them
1: mhm completely agree i'm really i really like it when they show you those really human moments like you compared it to to joker um i haven't seen that but i've seen that i really like that you can see her motivations you can see her thought processes yeah. and that is really shown through the acting and i think charlie's She won the Oscar for this, and I think she absolutely deserved it. She was on another level. Mm. Like it fascinates me watching these character pieces where the the actor just like chews into the role and I just find it so fascinating I think she was brilliant
3: yeah Charlize Charlize is is a great actress I actually went to the same acting school as she did here in Los Angeles and uh, you know I had a privilege to speak to her acting teacher who you know happens to be my acting teacher as well and she said that you know uh, that woman she coached Brad Pitt she coached Halle Berry she coached and she said that chalice was always trying to be better and to serve the truth of the character she wouldn't stop at anything uh you know she she did everything it it took to you know to get to the part right and she would never stop practicing and this is something that we you know mm-hmm. talked about today a lot
1: it really shows yeah. yeah
0: it's always interesting for me watching these pieces where you see sort of a well, particularly a deterioration in the life of a mm, character because yeah. I, I work in mental health, so I'm a peer support worker for people mm-hmm. who have uh, mental health issues. So I have kind of a deeper level of understanding than probably the average person would. So I see these things and I think to myself, you know, I can pinpoint where things went wrong and where support should have been given. So I kind of have a, I have that empathy for those characters because I I think about it as, like, how would I react if I was there kind of thing. Yeah, Mm -hmm.
3: yeah. Also, and, uh, you know, there's a huge stigma in Hollywood that, you know, uh, there's not enough uh, films about mental health, you know, people suffering from mental health issues in the movies because, you know, for some reason it's not considered to, you know... Uh, to be given the right amount of attention. Yeah. But I think it's, it's, it's essential to make movies like even maybe in, in a comic way, like, like, like Joker is a movie about a person who's, who's suffering from, you know, very, very severe mental issues. You know, there's nothing, uh, comical or from comic book you know in a movie except for the name and dc right mm-hmm. you know it's a pretty heavy movie about you know a mental health patient and i wish there were more movies like that for you know normal people around them uh, who are you know dealing with, deal, dealing with them on a daily basis to understand how they see the world and what actually is happening you know with them in because they honestly do live in their own world and i think gabrielle's gonna agree with me on that after you know uh, watching joker that uh, remember when he was uh, dating that woman next door mm. and this is something that happened only in his mind everything alert. everything was an illusion yeah. nothing really <laughs> happened yeah. and i think there should be more uh, movie movies exploring that because you know uh there's not enough attention given to to people people like that in their worlds
2: well i think it's really giving people permission to tap into that and examine their own selves because honestly whenever i watch movies like monster or joker um i i found myself asking my like guiding myself through that experience and asking myself what would i have done the same thing and and Mm -hmm. and i got scared a few times when i I mean, I could not imagine how exactly I would react what well, I have done the same thing because we're very quick to judge these characters. But I think lately the way that movies have been made is I think a lot of uh, psychologists have really uh taken to consult you know and then writers have become more psychological i mean movies are always psychological for sure but like dasha was saying i think there is more attention to it now and i think it's a good thing because we now get to really explore the that psychological process and like when we really start to see things from the character's perspective now we we it's kind of like the anatomy of a murderer um you start to understand why it doesn't justify it but at least you have a little more compassion for them and a little more understanding and I think in human terms, ultimately, that's what we should be. You know, we're very quick to judge. But I remember I was um, in it was like three or four years ago. I was a part of a it was like an investigation discovery, crime recreation. And I was the lead in that specific episode where a woman had killed um, her husband and her stepdaughter and I had mm. we had five shooting days and I had enough time to watch her interviews and you know uh she she was uh in jail for life and I had to explore pretty much what she did why she did it um and I remember being told that she killed uh her stepdaughter because the character I was playing was abused when she was um a child in Mexico and she was sexually abused and she never grew up with the peace and love that her stepdaughter grew up with and she was jealous of her and for the longest time i was like whoa that is so weird why why would she do something like that but then when i Mm. started i just and that's the thing we as people that have had relatively normal good lives we are all of a sudden faced with this situation we're like i don't understand that why would why would they do something like that but that's what it takes it takes a little bit of time to just get into it to try to understand it to not judge it but to meet it on the same even plane and then you start to realize Mm man that is in all of us like yes we are born with all the colors of humanity that could make something beautiful but we're also born with all the colors of humanity that could make something horrible happen like we all have the recipe and the ingredients in us that if you mix them the wrong way it could cause an explosion every human being can react the same way when they're faced with danger when they're faced with neglect when they're faced with pain like we all react kind of similarly um so Absolutely. it was just crazy to explore that and no, i mean i only scratched the surface like you see people like Charlize doing mm. that in monster oh my gosh the length she had to go to she even said yeah. that that movie changed her forever she hasn't been the same ever since i remember seeing an interview with huh. her which i can understand i mean you inhabit that character you have so there's a saying that um when you imagine something um, realistically enough and strongly enough, it becomes recorded in your mind as a, an actual memory and an actual experience. Your dopamine levels mm. uh, are the same as if you actually experienced it.
1: Yeah. I think the movie actually did touch on quite a lot of the things that you were talking mm. about and, and showing both sides. Um, I don't know the true story a lot, so I'm just co- sort of going off the the right. movie. But, yeah, like you can see her motivations and, and I don't know if... Because I was thinking towards the beginning of it um i don't know if that she is a monster like because she doesn't seem to have those psychopathic tendencies she just seems to have some like be someone who's just always down on her luck Mm so i'm I'm glad that she doesn't like paint these things
3: (laughs) yeah this is this is very tricky because her motivation was to get justice is it a bad motivation no it's a very good motivation but how she did it
0: yeah
2: this is
3: I think that's what it yeah, is. Yeah, towards
1: the end there, you can sort of see where she falls off. Yeah, but yeah, it's kind of a it's kind of a human way that she's doing it, and it's yeah, yeah. you can sort of see. Yeah, it's it's a bad thing, but you're a bad character, but you can sort of understand her motivations more, yeah. and I like that. Yeah,
2: absolutely, and that's it's very similar with our film as well in the sense of uh, Sophia. Uh, she gets pushed to that extent where she makes decisions that are certainly not morally correct, but at least you, yeah. yeah, you get to understand why. And you hope to God you will never be put in that situation because who knows what you're going to do? Because, you know, we all try to be good in our good behavior. We don't want to kill anyone. We don't want to end up in jail. We don't want to hurt anyone, of course, but. It's, that's the, I think that's the main, I think that's why society is so interested in these movies because we don't deal with these situations. I mean, you show that movie to someone who is in a to- war torn country, they will probably not want to watch it because they're, they have enough mm. of that happening in their lives. But for us, most of, you know, society that's living in a, first world country so to speak or you know we're living pretty well off um we don't get to see enough of that and there's a natural curiosity in humankind towards trauma and towards conflict like that not because we're masochists or sadists i think but because it's like what we, yeah we want to understand yeah. it and want to be like you're almost prepared for it in a yeah
3: way. and it's also better to you know to live through those situations on screen as opposed to in your real life yeah. because yeah. if you want to get that experience you better watch a movie like that mm-hmm. and going home home, you know, to your normal setup life instead yeah. of, you know,
2: being like in a situation where this happens it makes you all grateful. around. It makes yeah. you grateful as well. And it makes you really yeah. I think movies like that. There's definitely two sides to it. You know, you watch a dark movie like that and then you're like, what well, why did I just do this to myself? Why did I need to know this? But then you also realize that we um we become too sterile. Sometimes we separate ourselves from pain, mm. because we're God forbid, we feel pain, and we're taken off track. Like I was saying, I think pain is just so important. Like there's some some cultures that spend I mean, in our countries, like we spend after someone passes away, there's a tradition of spending 40 days after they die, spent in mourning where you're technically wearing black, you know, you're showing to the world that you're mourning. And you know, I've had for example, Americans ask, well, yeah, you know, that's so sad. Like, why would you do that? But there's a reason why, you know, people kind of do it um, so that they can flush out all of that. Even if they don't want to mourn, they're kind of forced into that, you know, state of mind so they can flush it out of them and then move on rather than bottle it up under the surface and not address it. You know, so it's um, it's just an interesting thing. It's almost thing. like a forced
0: catharsis.
2: Exactly. Yes. And people... Which is, it's good, it is. Yeah. And I think
0: it's important, like you're saying, we, watching film to be able to feel that pain mm-hmm. um, in a safe environment. Mm-hmm. That's why I think it's so important because we do use film and entertainment for education. Yes. We use it a lot. Yes. And so I think there's a huge obligation, societal, moral obligation that that these experiences, these traumatic experiences are shown accurately. Mm-hmm. Um So that we don't develop those misconceptions, I'm so
2: glad you're saying that. That's literally what I've always thought. Um, Like, we definitely, that that word that you said, responsibility, I think because Mm. we're creating a human experience, we definitely have the responsibility to show it in a way that will only better you rather than hurt you, you know?
0: Mm. Yeah.
2: And also, not only make movies, you know, for pure entertainment,
3: um, I'm mostly impressed by the movies who teach me a lesson so and uh, talking about European cinema most of European movies are like that so you live in the movie theater and you are still processing and reflecting on the story and on the characters actions you know and on whatever you know personal lessons you know you got from the movie and how you you can actually still change your life because now you know all those things although that story didn't happen to you it happened to the characters who are not even real Mm -hmm. you know Mm -hmm. it kind of happened to you because you are changed as Charlize you know said uh, that role changed her life because she played a woman when you live that story with all those characters it it kind of becomes a part of your reality and your your personal past experience and you know that you know um after that, you wouldn't be probably doing things the certain way as you did, did them before. Yeah, yeah, you become aware. yeah. Let's, let's, let's say, for example, I was here in Los Angeles at the screen of uh, the movie called The Judge. It's the movie that Robert Downey Jr. Uh, produced and starred in with uh, Robert Duvall playing his father. And uh, this movie explored the relation, uh, very difficult relationships between father and son, and the uh, you know, one of the beautiful things that happened, you know, to the people after watching that movie was after the movie, you know, finished, they all went to the lobby and started calling their parents. Oh wow! And it was so, oh, it was wow. so beautiful and so um, raw and so inspiring that I'm like, this, this, this is exactly why a film is one of the most art. Yeah. forms which can actually change and transform lives Absolutely. you know and with that trip having that in mind i am hoping that people are gonna watch and people you know will you know learn their lessons and uh, it's gonna transform them in a way you know to never happen in their lives
0: mm-hmm. and that's why like i get so frustrated too when people don't see the value in art because like you're saying, it it has this amazing ability that other things don't have to have such an impact on people. Yeah. You know, I went to an exhibition the other day at the museum. Um, I don't know if you're familiar with Margaret Ollie. Her use of color and everything, you could just see... You could see her progression in her life and how she was feeling based on her use of color and the way she applied brush strokes and she did some portraits and you could see the emotion of these people. And it's just even paintings and people don't see the value yeah. of paintings. So like to, to think, it's like you said, like film is one of the hardest industries to get into and succeed at, but it's something that we're so accustomed to. Like, how could you, how could you not support it knowing that it's so important in our everyday lives? It is. It's, yeah, I would yeah. say
3: film is life, which was recorded.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Well, mm. I think it's interesting that you know people say oh, I'm I'm going to go to the movies for entertainment, but in reality, they're going to the movies to to get a glimpse of reality. You know, to get a glimpse of something that would inspire them, um, and to, and, and to still have the the uh, now knowing that they can feel. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, they awaken their feelings. That's so true. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I I remember going to um Picasso's museum in Barcelona and like seeing the progression of like you were saying with that artist as well. Um, The progression of the work, you know, from very neat and organized to all of a sudden very abstract, like you, you can only wonder what happened in their mind. Van Gogh, same thing, you know, it's just, it's just, incredible to see a glimpse of their mind recorded on canvas. And it's so mm. mysterious. And it's so it only makes you want to know more and really think hard about these things that you probably haven't experienced, but they did. And you wonder what did they feel like? You know, am I capable of experiencing that? Um So it's same. Yes, yeah, the same thing. Um, we're just Making it with moving pictures, (laughs) which they did make a beautiful Van Gogh movie where through paintings. Oh my God, it's so... Yeah. We haven't
1: seen that yet.
2: That was an incredible way of like combining the two. So incredible. Yeah. Yeah. Art, man. Yeah.
1: Having some deep conversations here, guys. I'm, oh my I'm loving gosh!
2: It. Yeah, yeah, thank we you. didn't expect that. <laughs> hey, hey, you need you need specific people for that. So you guys are. Thank you for for being incredible, uh, conversationalists and partners in this. Oh, thank and you! And so awesome. open and perceptive. Thank yeah, you so much. Very smart people. Oh my gosh!
1: I think there's some um, oh, important <laughs> topics to be talking up about.
2: Yeah,
3: we would appreciate you guys, uh, you know, definitely staying with us, you know, in the process of making the bad trip, as, as I said, you know, uh, earlier, you guys can, you know, follow our journey on our social media, and we're going to be sharing, uh, you know, dailies. From our sets, you know, from the pre-production process. Mm -hmm. I always love seeing that. Yeah, and just kind of, uh,
2: you know, inviting you to stay in the loop. I mean, there was a time when, for like years, I would thrive on the BTS and dailies from The Lord of the Rings because I love it so much. And honestly, it was just a hobby. Like, I loved it so much. But I didn't realize that going into this industry, subconsciously, all of that had welded itself into my mind. And I had learned so much just from watching that. So speaking Mm -hmm. of teaching people film or sharing our experience i think every single bit helps and matters because there's always a million ways to do something and the more creativity you see every single person has just something to bring so yeah i think um it'll be great to just share our point of it and if someone finds something salvageable there then great
1: awesome uh did you guys want to talk about anything else
2: yeah, that's a great, a uh, really great way to finish it. Uh Plug in the socials. I mean, my personal Instagram is foreign period factor, foreign like the word, foreign factor. Um, and Dasha's is uh, at Dasha period German. And then we have feel real films as well, which is at feel real films with double Z. Uh, and then the Facebook one, I think is with an S. Yeah, or? just
3: feel real films. Yeah,
2: yeah. yeah. Um, and uh please also follow us on Twitter because there we're sharing a lot of
3: interesting uh grants for films mm-hmm. you know a lot a- stage 32
2: right
3: yes a- absolutely yes uh, a lot of posts from stage stage 32 which is like a community for um emerging filmmakers mm-hmm. and just you know all over very very valuable you know content
0: amazing There was
1: one question I did want to ask you guys is do you have any advice for any young filmmakers, people want to get into it uh, or women? are looking to get into the industry? I think you guys said something very powerful before, where you have to be in love with it; otherwise, mm-hmm. you're not going to enjoy it.
2: Well, I was given this incredible piece of advice by one of my co-actors from. I, I did a feature film last year with the amazing Corbin Bernson. Um He's a, an incredible actor and really has has had a status in this industry and has, and has been in it for quite a bit. And I love getting advice from people on his level because he's seen he's seen everything. He's been there, done that. Yeah. So those are that to yeah. me, that's advice that is like it's been proven and Test third time. The one thing I'm going to say is just if you have a passion for something, if you have a certain idea, if you want to put something out into the world, don't wait, just make it. Make it and move on to the next thing.
3: Mm. Uh, My advice probably would be, you know, as a female director and filmmaker to emerging uh, female filmmakers who are thinking about that profession, that as a profession, you know, and and on one one of the podcasts before we spoke about, you know, how in Eastern Europe – Directing for women is not even a profession. So now when it is, uh, my advice probably would be, um, you know, if they're starting out, um, they have to find themselves a good mentor and to start Mm. following their work. It doesn't necessarily have to be, uh, you know, physical meetings and giving advice. It can also, be following that person, you know, in their work and seeing what they do, and you know, people they work with and how they they're doing mm-hmm. this. So, as soon as you found, you know, somebody who can you can follow and you admire the work of,
2: you should definitely start implementing that into your own work.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Mm-hmm. And to piggyback on on that, you you do that, and you know, like they say, a good artist copy, great artist steal. There is a uh, when 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 I say steal you know I think it's it's so totally okay even my acting teacher just last week was saying that you know find someone who you admire and try to copy their work nothing wrong with copying good work and trying to make and then make it your own and with that said mm. just as soon as you feel like you have a grip on it you don't have to be perfect you don't have to be you don't have to be a you know a Robert De Niro you don't have to be a Martin Scorsese they all started somewhere I mean and the reason why I'm saying this is because there's Social media is so huge right now and the digital world is so vast mm-hmm. that you can make anything. Do you know do you guys know the movie Lights Out?
1: Yes, I have heard of it but I haven't yeah. seen it. Yeah.
2: So, from what I've heard, this movie was a YouTube concept. They just made like a movie with their phones and it got noticed by Blumhouse and then they made mm-hmm. it into this whole movie. So, there's so many ways now that it's almost making me have this fear of missing out in the sense that there's so much to be done Mm. so that's what i'm saying just just don't wait don't plan perfectly because you'll never make it just make it put your heart into it and then just see what happens get your phone go go out there and shoot and And doesn't matter if you're a man or a woman just shoot the people that are supposed to see it will see it and they'll see the heart behind it if it's meant to go somewhere but just keep making
1: Um. and making and making yeah keep creating yeah (laughs) awesome well thanks very much for being on the show thank
2: you guys you're awesome thank you so much it was a great experience
0: we have been Danielle and Brenton this week thanks for joining us feel free to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts check us out on all the socials comment on SoundCloud or support us on Patreon
1: we're probably most active on Instagram but we do have Patreon if you want to go support us if you would like to listen to this episode uncut and unedited with all the mistakes and natural banter um all the uncut episodes for every episode is over there we also do bonus episodes once a month you you can submit questions we do q a ask us anything about ourselves or movies whatever and you get to vote on honorable mentions and stuff so it's all happening over at patreon if you want to go support us otherwise thanks for listening